Welcome to 10-Minute Bible Talks, where we connect the Bible to your life and the time it takes to get to work. My name is Patrick Miller. And I'm Keith Simon. Right now, we're going through the book of Joshua. Also, if you want to connect with us, follow us on Twitter at TMBT Podcast. You can also check out our hashtag, hashtag AskTMBT, where you can ask us anything and we'd love to connect with you. Hey, we're getting ready to start a new series today. It is through the Old Testament book of Joshua. And whenever we start a new series, I think it's worth throwing out that you might want to invite a friend to listen along with you. Maybe it's something you discuss when you're together, or maybe you just think it would be good for them spiritually. Either way, Joshua starts today, and I think you're going to really like it. It's an interesting and challenging book. Now, when I say we're going to go through the book of Joshua, I don't mean we're going through the whole thing, because right in the middle of Joshua, there's a lot of chapters about dividing up the land, the promised land that God had given to all the Israelites, and we're going to skip those. And my guess is you'll be happy with that decision. But let's start with this. Joshua is called Joshua because of Joshua. Now, maybe it's obvious, but let's just be clear about it. The book gets its name from the central character in the story. But we learn about Joshua the person long before we ever get to Joshua the book. We first come across Joshua the person in Exodus chapter 17. Israel had been attacked by the Amalekites, which is one of their longtime enemies. So in Exodus 17, 9, Moses says to Joshua, Choose some of our men and go out and fight the Amalekites. Tomorrow, I will stand on top of the hill with the staff of God in my hands. So Moses recruits Joshua and commissions him to lead the army out in battle. And while Joshua is fighting, Moses is going to go up on top of the mountain. When Moses' arms are raised, and, and I think we're supposed to see this as prayer, then Joshua and Israel, they're winning the battle. But when Moses' arms are lowered because he's tired, the Amalekites are winning. A couple of guys, Aaron and Hur. They're part of the inner circle, and they hold up Moses' arms. Joshua leads Israel to defeat the Amalekites. But then Moses says this. He says, make sure Joshua hears about this. Now, why did Moses care so much that Joshua heard that when Moses' arms were raised, he was winning, and when Moses' arms were lowered, then Joshua was losing? Well, Moses wants to make sure Joshua heard about this because he wants him to know that God won that battle, not him. See, what Moses is trying to instill in Joshua, what he's trying to teach Joshua is God-reliance, not self-reliance. Now, some of us, we need to hear that truth today, don't we? We need to hear that warning to not trust in ourselves, to not trust in our hard work or our smarts or our talents. We need to be encouraged to trust in God and only in God. The next time we hear about Joshua, he's with Moses again. This time, they, along with 70 elders of Israel, are climbing up Mount Sinai. Now, Moses tells everybody else to stop, except him and Joshua. He says they're going to go further up the mountain. And that's when God's glory descends in a cloud. And Joshua and Moses meet with God. Moses is teaching Joshua that being with God is more important than what you do for God. Some of us, we need to hear that truth today, that God wants a relationship with us, that the Christian life isn't just about what you do for God, being busy for God. No, it's being with him and in his presence. Psalm 84, better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of the wicked. Okay, next time we see Joshua, it's in the book of Numbers. 
God's Spirit had come upon uh, several leaders, and Joshua got jealous on Moses' behalf. Numbers chapter 11. Joshua, who had been with Moses since his youth, I mean, these guys spent a lot of time together. Well, Joshua spoke up and said, Moses, my Lord, stop them. But Moses replied, are you jealous for my sake? I wish that all the Lord's people were prophets and that the Lord would put his spirit on them. See, Joshua doesn't want others to take the spotlight off Moses, but Moses is glad that God is blessing other people. Moses isn't threatened by how God is working in other people's lives. And Moses is teaching Joshua about humility. Some of us need to hear that truth today. God calls us to stop living in comparison with other people. Who has more? Who has a better job? Who has a better marriage, a better family? Who's more talented, more athletic? Who's got a better financial situation? When we compare with one another, then we want to beat them. But when we're humble, when we're content with what God has given us, we want other people to succeed. Okay, so the next time we see Joshua, it's Numbers 13. Moses has sent 12 spies out into the promised land. They're supposed to scout it out and report back about what they find. Joshua is one of those spies. Ten of the spies confirm that the promised land is all that God promised. But they said, there are mighty warriors living in that land and we're scared. Only Caleb and Joshua said that God would help them overcome the enemies, overcome their obstacles. Only Caleb and Joshua believed that God was stronger than those that opposed them. Some of us need to hear that truth today, that God can overcome any of the obstacles we face. Next time we meet Joshua, it's in Numbers 27. God has told Moses that he's not going to be able to go into the promised land. Moses asked God to appoint a new leader so that the people, the Israelites, won't be like a sheep without a shepherd. So God tells Moses to publicly anoint and affirm Joshua, his protege, as the new leader of Israel. Numbers 27. Moses did as the Lord commanded him. He took Joshua and had him stand before Eleazar the priest and the whole assembly. Then he laid his hands on him and commissioned him as the Lord instructed through Moses. See, God has been using Moses to develop Joshua. We might call it mentoring or modeling or discipling or investing in or pouring into. Whatever you call it, you get the point. Moses cared a lot about Joshua and invested in his faith. Now, some of us, we need to hear that truth because we should be investing in the faith of others. Maybe it's people within our own family. Maybe you have kids and you need to be investing in their faith. Or maybe it's in other people at church. You should be leading a women's group or a men's group or a small group or a recovery group, some kind of group. Maybe there are Christians at your workplace who you could do a lunch Bible study with, meet with one-on-one for coffee, and talk through a book of the Bible. Now, I know you're thinking, I don't have time to do that for everybody. You're right, you don't. But I heard a pastor say about a different subject, do for one what you wish you could do for all. So you can't be a spiritual mentor to all the Christians you know, but you could pick one or two and you can keep it simple. It could be something as easy as reading a book together or spending time with a younger married couple. 2 Timothy 2.2 And the things you have heard me, this is the Apostle Paul, the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses entrust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. 
Investing in other people's faith is something God has called us to. Now Moses had announced to the nation that Joshua would be its next leader. So it's time for Joshua to step into that position. In Deuteronomy 34, God takes Moses to the top of the mountain to look into the promised land. But then Moses' life comes to an end. Deuteronomy 34, 9. Now Joshua, son of Nun, was filled with the spirit of wisdom because Moses had laid his hands on him. So the Israelites listened to him and did what the Lord had commanded Moses. Joshua is getting ready to take over leading this huge nation. Not only are there lots of people, but there are lots of complications. He's getting ready to take them into an unknown land with unknown threats. These people he's leading, they are sometimes rebellious. This whole task of leading the nation of Israel, the whole thing is completely overwhelming. What do you say when God calls you to do something that you're not sure you're up for? Do you say, Lord, send someone else? Lord, I'm not ready. Lord, I can't do that. Through his relationship with Moses, God had prepared Joshua for this very moment. Moses has taught Joshua to rely on God, not himself. The importance of spending time with God in a relationship with him. He's taught him how prayer is the most effective way to get anything done. He's taught him the importance of obeying God. And I'm sure there are so many other lessons that Moses has imparted to Joshua over the years. You see, God always prepares his people for what he calls them to do. He says that he goes with us. Maybe you're getting ready to have a child and you feel overwhelmed. God is with you. He will give you what you need. Maybe you're getting ready to bring the first foster child into your house to live with you. Maybe you have to take care of your aging parents. Or maybe you've become the primary caregiver to your grandkids and you're wondering if you have the energy and the stamina to do it. Maybe you're getting ready to meet someone that you're trying to resolve a conflict with. Remember this, God always prepares his people for what he calls them to do. God goes with you, just like he went with Moses and just like he went with Joshua. God will be with you. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this content, please subscribe and give us a rating. That helps others find this podcast more easily. Also, ask yourself who you could share this podcast with. Texting an episode to a friend or family member is a great way to help them grow spiritually. If you want to go deeper, check out our show notes for book recommendations.